everybody it is me Quam Adams you are in the house of truth the dopest podcast that you've never heard of but you will very soon this is our inaugural or inaugural inaugural however you say that uh uh episode and uh this is a podcast that is for you believers out there who uh follow Christ and are part of the remnant um you know body who want to hear about what's going on in the world and God's opinion on pop culture the politics and everything in between and we're going to have super awesome guests on and we're going to talk about everything and everything is open it's the most edgiest christian uh podcast that you're going to ever come across so make sure you subscribe make sure you follow us and we're going to get into it so today for the very first uh, episode, the very first guest, I have a guy here who I'm super excited to introduce y'all to. Y'all have seen him on uh, TikTok and other places. Um, this man is an inspiration and he's going to really uh, uh, bless us with his presence here. Uh, Larry Legend Ledford is with us for our first podcast. What's up, Larry? How you doing? Hey, Kwam. I'm doing good. I hope everyone out there is as well. All right. All right. So we're, we're out here um, on the podcast. Now, if y'all don't know, um, Larry uh, has a phenomenal story to tell um, to y'all, and uh, this podcast is all about um, lifting you up and giving you um, the impetus to overcome. And uh, Larry has—I'm uh, just calling legend—he's—he's he's, uh, been um, around that circle a lot, and he knows how to overcome. Uh, and we're going to just get into it with his story, but we want to let, let you get to know him a little bit. So, Larry, tell us a, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, what are you into? You know, just give us a, a little bit about yourself. Hey, a little history about myself. I'm a, a father of three. I have a 16-year-old daughter, Dalen, a six-year-old, Kinsley, and a three-year-old, um, Oakley. I'm married to a beautiful wife, Shelby, and um, for my pleasure, I enjoy lifting weights. I'm also a teacher. And I love spending time with my kids at school. And uh, honestly, I love trout fishing. Trout fishing? See, you're going to have to take me one of these yeah, days. I'm not, definitely. A, I'm not a fisher. I'm a city kid, man, <laughs> um, at, at heart. But I'll try anything. Like, you know, I've been fishing maybe twice in my whole life. Uh, so you might have to help me out. Uh, man, trout fishing to me is getting there close with God and it's peaceful. And, of course, you want to catch fish. Yeah. But um, really, it's not about catching the fish. It's just being out there and being... Um, you know, at peace with God and enjoying his artwork. Yeah, man. Uh, so let's do this real quick. Just tell the audience really quickly your salvation story as fast as you can get or as close as you can succinct because I want to really get to the meat. Okay. But we want to know, we want to let them know, first of all, like where you, uh, how you met Jesus, uh, what has he meant to you? You know, just give us a brief uh, 40,000 feet synopsis of okay. uh, your, your salvation story. All right. Briefly, I was raised by two of the godliest people you could ever imagine, and I was blessed to have two 
wonderful parents and and i tell everybody if if god let me mold the perfect parents it would have been my parents i wouldn't have took anything away from them uh, they raised us in church they were role models uh, never saw them live like the world but but daily they lived for god mm. and they set a huge example um, for me my mom was one of the sickest people you could ever meet for more than 20 years of my life and i witnessed her just going through trial after trial and I tell everybody, most people learn how to be strong from watching their dads and not to take anything away from my dad. But, sure. But I learned to be strong from watching my mom and watching her persevere. Yeah. Um, and you know, I was raised in church my whole life, but when I was 16, I was driving home from Savannah and really filled with the Spirit and uh, praying and worshiping. And, yeah. And uh, I just felt the Spirit overcome me and, and, of course, was asking that God forgive me of all my sins. And... Um, I started talking in tongues, which I, oh, I, wow. <laughs> I had never witnessed before. Yeah. I had seen people in church, but I have never seen that on a personal level. And you was in the car and, by yourself. And I was in the car all by myself. Um, Come on. And uh, and didn't understand. I didn't even tell anybody about it for, for several years because my understanding is, uh, or was, that if you talked in tongues, there had to be someone present to mm, interpret. Mm. And so I felt like no one would believe me, but right. I knew what I witnessed um, for myself was true, and it yeah. was from God, but but I was worried about being judged from other people. And one day I was talking to um, a preacher and, and was explaining you know what had happened, and he said, that's a one-on-one with God. He yeah. said, do you need a one-on-one um or do you need a translator when you're having a one-on-one with God? He's like, God don't need a translator. And you were talking God's native language to right. him. And uh, and I am very certain that was whenever I w- was saved. Um, 16 years old on the highway coming back from wow. Savannah. So, so you got saved at 16. And so did you, have you had uh, any kind of years or a time of of going back or it's just kind of been an uphill climb since then um just kind of a steady uphill thing uh with the lord i've always um like i said i've always been raised in church and loved the lord mm-hmm. and, and tried to live my life for the lord um but really once you get saved um the holy spirit comes into you right. um but when my mom died um Losing her and going through many trials during that same time period Mm -hmm. um, is when I went from being a Christian Uh, to being filled with the Holy Spirit. And and to me, there's a difference. And I've had people say, well, when you get saved, you have the Holy Spirit in you. I'm like, true, but there's a difference when you truly live for the Lord and everything you do, you let him guide you and direct you. Um, And my mom's been dead eight years. And I would say within that same year of her passing, is when my journey with the Lord has went up to a higher level. So she sort of was uh, preparing you with the trials that she was going through, and and uh, I know a little bit about your story back, uh, you know, quite as it kept. But you know, her encouragement to you during those times that sort of prepared you to propel you to to different levels. That's would you say that's correct? Yes, sir. Um, one thing. I always heard my mom say that she, if she could just help one person get saved um, by them seeing her strength and where it come from, that she was willing to go through whatever God put on her if she could just help one person get saved. And when she died, I had many people come to me and Mm. say, um, man, you know, I wanted what that woman had. You know, I got saved because of that woman. I even had a guy come up to me and and he was bad on meth and 
strung out, losing everything, and he was, um, he said he had no money for food, you know, groceries or anything, and he said he was looking out the window wondering, what am I going to do? And he said this woman pulled up, and her leg was amputated twice, below the knee and above the knee. But he said, um, I'm ashamed to say, but I should have helped that woman out because she pulled up, she got out of her car, and she got some groceries lined up down both arms, and she struggled coming to my front door. And uh, he said, I sat there and thought, God, I want what that woman has. You know, whatever that woman has, I want. And he said he got saved because of that woman right there. And I was blessed. That was my mom. Uh, So let me ask you a question. Would you agree that your mom... Uh, giving you that example and other people that example of persevering and still being a champion through trials was the first legend. Yes, um, truly. Uh, we made fun of this when she was alive. Somebody got her um, a mug that said, I gave birth to the legend. Uh, so I guess she, uh, she's responsible for that. But, I got you, um, yeah. But, and, and again, not to take anything away from my dad, but yeah. a wonderful, godly man. Yeah. Um, and and just a very kind soul but i learned a lot from my mom and watching her persevere and that's what i'm about is is really just um, helping others understand that through trials comes great reward that's right um you know we got to persevere through the trials and god has a plan and if i gave up during my toughest times i would never see the blessings that he had in store um and we'll get to that later i'm sure but I've been through many trials. Yeah, um, yeah. But the reward has been greater than those trials. And the, the thing about it too is that uh, we were talking about it before we went on air. Is that um, you know, this is the worst it gets for us as believers. Yeah. Whatever happens to us on this earth is the worst that it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the hope of glory, you know, ahead of us. Um, if we persevere to the end, like the word word says, and trials. You know, we should understand that trials are not, it's not that like they may happen, they're going to happen. It says, don't be surprised when trials happen. You know, it's just, you know, what do we do with them? Yeah, trials are not only to test worthiness, but to build your worthiness. Mm, say that again. Say that again. Uh, trials are not only to test worthiness, but to build your worthiness. See, that's so, a tweet, y'all. Y'all tweet that out. <laughs> uh, but you got to go through trials. The, the more trials you go through, the stronger you get. And, and really, um, the stronger you get, the more of a light you are to a lost and dying world. That's right. So. That's right. So let me ask you this, man. Um, why do they call you legend? What is, what is that all about? Um, honestly, it started way before um, the brand. But... Um, I used to play travel ball and um, played a whole lot of ball and honestly, I'd baseball, up, um, it was travel softball, softball gotcha. and, and, uh, traveled every weekend, played league through the week and was gone every weekend traveling. And, um, I played really hard. Mm-hmm. I've actually had guys, me and my wife talk about this. Um, but I had guys to stay many a times and say, I just wanted to meet this person that's bleeding, you know, elbows and knees and, and, and <laughs> you went hard. hard, you went hard. And, and, you know, I was known for just giving 110%. Um, yeah, I might not have been the best player, but I, I played harder than yeah. anybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, guys started calling me legend and it got to the point where if somebody said, Larry, I wouldn't even turn around cause you know, my name was legend. And, right, and right, right. I, I thought they weren't talking to me, you know, and, and, from there, I, I started a fencing company, uh, of course, Legendary Fencing, uh-huh. and um, and I kind of got wayside for a long time, and I, I don't think we need to jump into my story yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, after the cancer, um, 
you know, it kind of went wayside and never heard Legend again. It yeah. was all Larry, and, and you know, I would randomly think, um, you know, Legend's gone. You know, <laughs> the legend is over. over. <laughs> uh, but the Lord blessed me, and, and some great things have happened um, recently um, since 2017, yeah. and uh, been very blessed. And back to being Legend. Yeah, man. See, so, I think, um, and you could, you could. Tell me what you think about this. I think that uh, when we are born, our parents give us a name, but there is a another name by which we were meant to live by that the Holy Spirit and God meant for us. You know, he says, I knew you when you were in your mother's womb, you know, and and so I believe that uh, as we walk towards, uh, you know, the, the will of God for our life, that that is revealed, you know, and he's telling us over and over again how we are supposed to live. Um, not only as believers, but also as men in this world. You know, this world needs real, for real legends, yeah. you know, um, to point people to Christ, you know, through, and you don't build a legend uh, without going through a trial. You know, right. guys, the people that just have it all cool for their whole life is not legendary. You know, legend happens when you overcome right. stuff. You know, so tell us a little bit about some of the things that you've had to overcome. Well, um, in 2010, I ended up getting bone cancer. Had a cadaver bone replacement in my right arm. Dang, and um, I, That's the first time I've seen the scar. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pretty big. But uh, I was told, um, my mom and my wife um, were told by my specialist at Emory, Dr. Munson, that I might be able to shake someone's hand, cut up a steak, or do little things around the house like opening the door, but that would be the extent of it. Um, for two years, I listened to doctors tell me I wouldn't be able to use my arm, and, and really the, the cadaver bone didn't really take well, and it was gimp. Um, if you saw me back then, I walked around with my hand in my pocket uh, because in my mind, I looked normal. Right. Um, you know, so walking around with it gimp and hanging right. out, you know, I always kept it in my pocket. And right before, you know, I, I was sick with the cancer, lost everything I worked hard for, and I was um, taking care of my daughter. I was a single dad back then and, and struggling and rolling chains to where there wasn't no change. Lost my legendary fencing because yeah. I lost my best worker. But um, during that time period, my mom um, saw her baby struggling, and mm. I was the baby of, of three boys, but she saw me struggling. And my oldest brother had died in 93. Right. And she told me one day, and she was upset, and she said, son, I can't um, handle losing another son. You know, you're going to have to start pushing yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, she said, um, you know, God, I had started feeling a little better and all, and she said, God don't start nothing that he don't finish. You know, right. you just got to lean on him. Yeah. And uh, he don't start anything he don't finish. Um, but she said, um, but I need to start pushing myself. Mm. And uh, we had had that long godly talk, and it was a lot longer than that. And um Anyway, I said that night, I don't care if I die today or tomorrow or next year, that my daughter's going to know her daddy tried. Yeah. So I went and joined the gym, and I started pushing myself. Your arm was still... Sir? At, your, at that time, your arm was still... It was still... Really? Very, very you know, I could I couldn't bench a 45-pound bar when I joined the gym. Wow. And I had gotten... My mom uh, saw me, you know, pushing myself, and we were going to get married, me and my fiancé, we were going to get married on my mom and dad's 50th anniversary, and she died um, a few months before uh, oh, wow. their anniversary, but we were getting married on their 50th anniversary, and so she passed, and, you know, I got married, and, you know, joined the gym, and, and started pushing myself. So, pause. Let's, let's, let's take it slow through right. here. So, what was it like... 
the first time you walked into the gym knowing you got this big mountain you're going to climb. You're walking in the gym seeing dudes, you know, and your arm is the way you're feeling it. What was it like doing that? And what made you take the step to keep going? Well, it wasn't just the guys that were huge and, and with that false strength, um, which I say steroids and, right, and, right. and looking for all that false strength. I look for true strength from Jesus Christ. But it was embarrassing. Um, I walked in there. It wasn't just the guys. The women were intimidated <laughs> because uh, the women were, were lifting more than me, right, of right, course. Right. You, you know, um, my five or my six-year-old daughter now, she's had a birthday, but my six-year-old, um, she could lift more than me back then because I couldn't use my arm. Sure. And one time in particular, I went in there, and I had put 45-pound um, bar up, um, got it up, come down, and went to get up again, and I was struggling, and my arm was shaking, and it was all I could do to get it, get up, it up and lock wow. it. And, and I raised up, and I looked to my left in a mirror, and there were three women there laughing at me and pointing oh, at me. Gosh, and, and that's very hard on a man. Yeah, I'm right, a man. Right, uh, right, for and, sure. And I always say God gave me a backbone, and, and, I, and I like to be a man. But anyway, it was very hard, um, you know, just realizing how weak I was. Mm. And I do feel that was either the devil trying to beat me down, uh, <laughs> uh, either the uh, the devil's trying to beat me down, or it was God putting those people in my path because He knows me, and I love it when people say I can't do something. There you um, go. So anyway, um, one day you know I'm working out and working out and getting a little stronger, and um, one day I see this lady. And I had just did um, 180 pounds mm. um, on a bench press machine, a hammer strength machine. I love hammer strength. And, and I was so excited. You know, two plates on each side, yeah, yeah, 180 yeah. pounds. And I had finally worked my way up to that. And this lady come up and she asked me if I was done with it. And I said, yes, ma'am. And I went to take the weights off. And she said, no, 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 you know, leave it. That's fine. And I was like, you sure? She actually sat down and worked out with what I was just about getting. <laughs> so again, it was just constant. Uh, right. It, it wasn't the guys. It, right. The women were beating right. me down pretty bad. Uh, but anyway, I had come in one day, and I, of course, I got stronger and stronger. And I told my wife, and this may sound cocky or conceited, but I told her, I said, I'm too strong not to be able to break some kind of record. Right. Right. And um, and the whole thing is. I told her, what kind of testimony would I have um, through all of these trials and, you know, many trials, not just the cancer and losing my mom, but many trials. But I said, what kind of testimony would I have if I could just break a state record or something mm. with, a, with an arm that I was told I wouldn't be able to use? So, wait, let's set this up for everybody. So, Larry Ledford has had got cancer in his arm, had cadaver bones put in that's dead people bones put in his arm and he could barely use it hardly at all to the point where your daughter was stronger than you at, at a point right and what that could could possibly do to a man's psyche right but legend status right this is how you legend up now y'all take a listen this is how you legend up so he uh you dug into your relationship with the lord because your mom encouraged you to Absolutely. to get after it and so you got walk into a gym where most people would walk in look turn around and walk out 
you get there, you can't get the 45, you know, you get the 45 bar up, you're barely getting it up, you get it up. Then you get to the point where you got 180 and you're getting stronger. And then the mentality, the legend mentality kicks in and says, wait, let's make this a testimony. Imagine what would happen if I would break a state record going from not being able to use it to now competing and breaking a state record. Is that is that accurate? That's 100% accurate. And... Me and my wife, we, we were talking that night, and, and uh, I started Googling. You know, I didn't care what kind of record. I just wanted to break some kind of record. Uh-huh. And, and really, it become all about you know helping that one person get saved mm. by them seeing my mm. strength and where it comes yeah, from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like I witnessed from my mom. Um, and you know, I heard her say that most of my life, because most of my life she was very sick. But... I started Googling um, bench press, squat, deadlift, um, curl, just different records um, that I could break. And again, I was getting stronger and stronger and, mm-hmm. and pushing myself. And I saw the state record for curl and strip curl. And my buddy was there, and uh, Dustin, and I told my wife and Dustin, I said, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow, and I'm going to break that state record. I had never done a strip curl. Wait, 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 What were you benching at that time? Uh, what were you... My max bench um, during this time period of me going to world was 455 um, on free weights, but... Um, and that's another story, but I didn't know I could have done very well in the bench wow. in, in my age and category. And so the, wait, bro, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so y'all don't understand this. This man just said he was maxing out at this time at four fifty-five. Okay, so that means he went from not being able to do forty-five to four. To what 10 was it? Times. Ten times that, bro. Look at God, man. Uh, and. Well, I was Googling trying to find the records, and I found strict curl. Uh-huh. And, and again, another story, but I could have went after bench back then, and I should have, but didn't know any better. Um, but I told my buddy and I told my wife that I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow, and I'm going to break that state record in curling. Strict curl, you put your butt, shoulders, and your head against the wall, and, uh-huh. and there's no cheating. It's all There's no momentum. Right. Uh, you got to judge on both sides in front of you. So, um, you know, if you cheat just the slightest bit, you're flagged and, and you get three attempts. So um, I went to the gym. Of course, my technique and all probably wasn't perfect. But <laughs> I got two strangers, one to record me and the other one spotted me. And uh, I told them what I was going to try to do. And um, But that night, I'm going to go back to that night when I was telling my friend and my wife, um, you know, I was going to break that state record. My friend said, so you're going to go try to do it tomorrow. And I said, no, no that's the difference between me and everybody else. I'm not going to try. I'm going to go do it tomorrow. Wow. Okay, so let's pause there, too. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Because, you know, that kind of a mentality takes a certain type of switch to turn on. You know, so have you always been like that since you were a kid like what where does that come from honestly i I have always been like that and like i said earlier is i love when somebody tells me i can't Can't do it Um, right right right. to me um in my mind it don't seem possible to flip a car out there but you tell me (laughs) i can't do it oh watch watch i'm 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 flipping cars by the way (laughs) (laughs) i would be praying some powerful prayers (laughs) Uh, but that's just always been my mentality. And honestly, I've always had a small frame and I've always had, even back when I played ball, um, when I first was called legend, 
um, I had to prove myself not mm. from size, but from from a mental point of view. Yeah. Um, and to me, you know, I laugh when people think you know somebody that's six foot tall or seven foot tall is tough. I'm like, that don't mean nothing. Height means nothing. Right. Man, it's all about mindset. And the legend to, mindset is in here. And and, and leaning to God for that true strength. That's you right. Know, when yeah. I was at World, I witnessed guys listening to Metallica and, ah, and, <laughs> and hitting in each other, you know, hitting each other and slapping each other and and honestly steroids. Um, yeah. And I've heard a lot that you know you can't go heavy unless you you know cycle. And I'm like, I eat little Debbies, you know, <laughs> I cycle and I cycle. But, uh, See, y'all heard it uh, here. You can be a champion lifter and eat little Debbie's. Yeah, I need a sponsor, <laughs> right. little Debbie. Hit me up. Uh, but yeah, whenever when I was there, you know, I told my daughter I prayed a thirteen-hour drive. I went to Erie, Pennsylvania, but um, I all the way there I prayed mm-hmm. um, thirteen hours. Of course, not thirteen hours solid. Sure, but I prayed, um, you know, for true strength. When I got there, I prayed, prayed, prayed. Even when I walked up on stage, you could tell in the videos I, I was praying. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And uh, what I, I did, actually, right before I got my lift, um, and we kind of got ahead of ourselves from the gym, but um, but when I got my lift at World, um, I actually had my eyes shut, and I said, Lord, I don't know how this works, but I had lost my favorite aunt that I just was like my mom. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I had lost my mom, you know, of course, my brother and my aunt, um, you know, shortly before you know this competition my aunt had passed and I was like Lord I don't know how this works but if you can let all three of them help me get this up I'd really appreciate it you know but um, so let's go back to the gym right so you were in the gym you told your the night before you told your 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 wife or your fiance was your wife at that time right it was wife you tell your wife and your friend that hey tomorrow I'm going I'm finna break this record now it wasn't an official there was no officials there whatever you're just going to go to gym and get it up right I just wanted to know that I could and you know of course it means nothing Um, you know I can I can make a million videos of it it means nothing you have to do it on the stage with judges but um, one recorded me, one spotted me, and I put the state record on, and I lifted it up, and I, I got it fairly easy. Which was what? Um, one thirty-two um, as a curl. And again, it's you know you're planted up against the wall, and it's all warm. Um, and I'm a hundred ninety-eight pound weight class. Um, so I did that, and I went home, and yeah, you know, I told my wife, I was like, you know, I've got to find a way to have this documented, right? And Again, it was all about um, sharing my, my testimony. Sure. And uh, so I messaged seven world-class lifters. One of them was John Cooper, which uh, a godly man. I, I love him to death. Don't know him well other than talking to him on the phone mm-hmm. and through Messenger. And I met him at, at World in Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, but... He included me in his group. I drove 13 hours to World um, just to break a state record. But um, John let me um, warm up with his team. You know, I had no coaches, no team, no sponsors. <laughs> I had nothing. Y'all Isn't that street, like God, dude? Street club. Yeah. Yeah. Walking there with, with with your mindset, and that's about it. Yeah. But um, but I messaged these seven world-class lifters, and um, – and they put me in touch with this guy named Paul, which is over the Weightlifting Federation. And I talked to Paul. I was messaging back and forth, stalking him, found him on Facebook, yeah. and messaging him. And he said, just call me. And this was um, around August, um, and the competition was in October. And it, 
it was the last competition of the year. So mm. Paul, um, you know, we're messaging. He said, just call me. And so I called him and told him my cancer story. And, wow. and um, he said, uh, unfortunately, you can't go to World, um, which is the last competition of the year. Mm. Um, you're going to have to wait until next year. He said, because in order to go to World, you got to finish the top three at State and the top three at Nationals, and you've never competed. And I said, Paul, I understand that, but this is real important to me because at the time I was 39. Mm. Um, and I was like, if I wait till next year, it's going to put me in an old man category and I don't want to beat a bunch of old men. Right, where right, everybody's right. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. That, well, of know, course you did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, God helped you beat a bunch of old men. You know? um, <laughs> right. So, so um, you know, as I was talking to him, I could kind of tell that um, he was having a change of heart because he, he said, um, Larry, I hear people say all the time that they can lift this much weight. He said, you get them in the gym, they can't lift half of what they say they can. I said, Paul, I get it. I said, same way. I can tell somebody I bench 455 and they bench 800. You know, and right, it's like I get, right, it, get course, it all the yeah. time. And um, But he said, I'm going to leave you with this, and I'm not being rude, but um, he said, I'm going to wave you in to come to the world. But um, if you come here, and he said, I want you to know that if you can't lift what you say you can lift, do not come. Because <laughs> he said, it's going to be embarrassing for you and me both. Right. He's like, you're going to be on the stage, you know, live feed. And he said, it's going to be embarrassing. And so, you know, of course, I went there. And like I was saying earlier, I, I prayed about it, 13-hour drive. Um, went there all by myself, no coach, no team, sponsor, nothing. Just and I, you. And I walked and in, Jesus. me and God, uh, and I walked in the front door, and I turned around and I walked back out and I called my wife and I said, you know me, I don't get intimidated, but I'm overwhelmed right now. Yeah, naturally, um, right? Right. Uh, and I was thinking it was on a smaller scale, kind of mm-hmm. in my mind. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was really world, <laughs> even though it said world, but... Um, but of course, she gave me a little pep talk, yep. and, and I walked back in, and the first um, thing I saw was was a lot of foreigners standing there, and a little old white guy, you tell he was a coach, and they mm-hmm. all had matching attire and bags, and I'm like, I'm here in street clothes, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and that was what was kind of overwhelming, was realizing, you know, it was a whole different level. And John Cooper let me, you know, warm up with his team. I went up and introduced myself, and we had one thing in common. Uh, that was Jesus Christ, and mm-hmm. uh, and we just clicked. And he asked me if I had any pre-workout and, and all this stuff. So he shared what he had with yeah. me let me work out. And uh, actually, as I was warming up with him, um, with his team, I heard some guys say, who is this guy? Who's this new guy? You know, and they thought I was part of uh, Cooper's team. But um, I heard one of them, they were kind of laughing, and uh, and we put a good bit of weight on the bar, and I got it up fairly easy and was feeling good. And um, one of them said, if he's lifting that, I'm leaving, and they kind of laughed. <laughs> it, it made me feel good. It gave me a little more yeah, confidence. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, one of them said, yeah, right. He said, no, nah, I'm telling you, if he's lifting that, warming up, I'm leaving. You know, it's like, there ain't no sense of me even getting in it. So things like that kind of you know built me up a little bit. And so... You know, as we started competing, um, you know, like I said, we got three attempts. And the first attempt, I go up, and I don't even like sharing this. I don't share it most of the time. I don't know why I'm doing it now. But my very first attempt in a competition ever, um, I go to lift it, and it's super heavy, um, Mm. super heavy. And I'm shaking, and I didn't want to give up. And I'm holding it, and you can tell I almost got it up. And, again, I don't share this often because it's irrelevant. 
But I set it down and I pulled my hamstring really bad, um, and my what? back, and my back really bad. And I said, "That's how the devil does." You know, that's how the devil yeah. works. Wait. <laughs> yeah. By the way, y'all, on this podcast, anytime the, the enemy, uh, oh, anytime the enemy uh, is mentioned, we give him what he deserves. Y'all see that? <laughs> Sorry, we keep going. But. Um, so I pulled my hamstring, uh, my quad was hurting a little bit, um, pulled my back, and I was so frustrated. I walked off the st- stage and I was thinking, I, the reason I didn't want to give up was I thought it was a weight that I had just gotten in the back. Sure, of sure. And uh, so I'm battling my mind like, holy cow, what the heck happened? I, I guess my nerves on? got to me. Yeah. And um, the judge comes out there and says, you know, sorry, 256 people in the competition, guess who the one person was that got misloaded. You got misloaded. I got misloaded. Come on, dog. Come uh, on, dog. 256 people in the competition. I'm the only person that got misloaded at World. And So um, misloaded means like you thought it, you were lifting up one thing and they put too much weight on it. Right. And so they told me they're going to give me a, a, another attempt, of course. But that attempt come after I just hurt my back and my quad hamstring. <laughs> and... Uh, and, and Long story short, I had hurt my back um, two months prior to the competition and was seeing a chiropractor and laying in Epsom salt and trying to doctor it, getting ready for world. Um, and I did that probably the week after I found out I was going. So, um, again, the devil trying to attack me. And, sure, yeah. Um, so I re-injured my back, hammy and quad. Um, and so I go back up there and they put the right amount on and I get it up. And then the second attempt, I get it up fairly easy, and I start paying attention to the numbers a little bit, and I'm like, man, I'm not going to finish, like, you know, top 10 in the world. That would be, you know, I'm here to break a state record. That's right. my only goal is to have the state record documented and, and put in the books, you know, where I can share my testimony and right, how good right, God is. Right, right, right. And I start thinking, you know, man, if I can finish in the top 10 in the world, how awesome would that be? You just finished listening to the first half of the first episode of the House of Truth podcast. Make sure you catch the second half of the conversation and find out how Larry Legend Ledford got on one of the most popular shows on Netflix. This episode was sponsored by Legend Apparel at LLLegend.com. Larry Ledford Legend Apparel is more than just a clothing line. It's a daily reminder that with God, all things are possible. So head on over to LLLegend.com and get your gear and show the world how much of a legend you are. Remember, John 8.32 says that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. We out!